Good morning and welcome. I'm Tom Snape, and we are joined this morning by Congressman Greg Pence. Good morning to you, Congressman. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm well. How are you, sir? Oh, can't be can't be any better on a beautiful morning like this. Yes, a little little touch of fall in the air, and uh, you know, uh, great hmm. weather, a perfect uh, perfect uh, weather as uh, as far as uh, I think we're uh, we're in agreement there. So. But, uh, yeah, and a lot of, lot going on, uh, obviously. But uh, of course, the the you know the main thing, especially around um, around the sixth congressional district and uh, not too far from your hometown of Columbus, is uh, the uh, ongoing situation at the Camp Atterbury. Uh, and uh, you had a second visit uh, to Camp Atterbury recently to oversee the resettlement process. And uh, can you uh, can you take us through that? Yeah, Tom, I've got all kinds of information on that, and I'm actually going back on Saturday. I, I'm I'm very much committed to making sure that uh, uh, we keep track of how that's going out there. Uh, there's all kinds of statistics. Uh, I'll just share with some of y'all. Uh, 57% are male, 42 are female. Uh, there's a very high percentage of minors. 47% are under 18, uh, and then it, it, the vast majority of those are actually even under uh, uh, 14. And um, there's uh, lots of families with children. About 30% are, are families with four children. Uh, I have to give a shout-out that the uh, our National Guard, the Army, um, Homeland Security, and State Department are doing a doing a fine job of what, what they call standing up the base. You know, they, we, there are 6,600 Afghanistanis there. Uh, there were zero there about four weeks ago, and suddenly uh, with uh, what was a very poorly done evacuation, uh, they were told that they were going to receive uh, up to 7,000. There's 66 again there. Uh, and they went from zero to uh, taking care of those. There's 1,500 troops and State Department and Homeland Security people managing the health uh, checks, screening, inoculation, and um, security screening of these Afghanis. About 40 people have been processed. The main reason they've been processed is because they're American citizens or hold a green card. And, of course, they, they had gone through all the health screening before they left. To my knowledge, none of them have uh, remained in Indiana. They went on to family or, or friends. Uh, being American citizens, they, are, they left and went somewhere else. So, I'm, as I said, I'm going again Saturday. They gave me a full tour. There was nothing that they held back uh, when I went a week ago Friday. And I expect the same uh, and an update on how things are going out there. So we'll we'll keep on top of that. You know, con a congressional uh, representative, one of their uh, constitutional responsibility is oversight. And we will do that on behalf of people of, in the Indiana 6th District. And you mentioned, Congressman, uh, Homeland Security. Now, is this the uh, the federal Homeland Security that uh, you've been dealing with at Atterbury? It is, and I've actually gotten to know the fella, uh, Aaron Batt, um, and Aaron Batt uh, is running that for Homeland Security. They are in charge of the operations at the base. Um, I would be happy, uh, we would be happy to hook you up with them 
and get them on your radio. I know that they want to talk. They want to talk to uh, the public and let them know what's going on and answer questions. So if you'd like us to do that, we'll hook you up there, and you can hear straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, I've spent time with Aaron. Uh, the three times that I've been there, I spent uh, I visited with Aaron, and uh, uh, he, he's a Hoosier, uh, and uh, he's he's doing a doing the best job he can with the situation that was let's let's say quickly uh, handed to him. Yeah, I would love to uh, talk to Aaron sometime eventually, sir. And um, and of course, uh, you, you uh, I think in a previous visit you talked about uh, how fast everything had. It really come together uh, with all the uh, all the different moving parts and all the agencies involved. It was when my first visit was before was probably mm, three or four days before Afghan any Afghans got there, and uh, Tom they they didn't have a uh, hundred people there. They really didn't. Then then my second visit was the day that eight hundred arrived. and they were really scam- scrambling. By then they had five hundred uh, military police. And the army was coming in. They they had beefed up the homeland security people, but at that point it was more of kind of a security processing. When I went out there a week ago, they have the medical facilities set up. They have the vaccination facility. Uh, they have the biometrics where they take uh, facial recognition, fingerprints, uh, and then do the uh, three part background security check on them. That's worldwide. FBI and Homeland Security State State Department checks uh, to make sure they are who they say they are. And all that's up and running. When when I was there a week ago, they had paused all of that to evac, uh, inoculate everybody for both COVID and the measles. And then so a week ago today, they started that vetting process and could do about three or four hundred uh, proce- total processed per day. And they go to five different stations. So again, I'll, I'll know more next Saturday when I when I go out and see how many they processed and where we're at. All right. So we'll of course keep an eye on uh, that particular topic as well. And uh, another po- uh, topic, uh, Congressman, is um, uh, you had a, a recent vote on uh, House uh, Resolution thirty-seven fifty-five, and uh, you voted no on that. And uh, can you give us uh, the particulars of what this particular r- resolution was all about? I I did vote no, uh, Tom. I'm I'm sorry to report uh, I am very much a pro-life individual, and this bill uh, actually allows and provides for uh, abortion up to the moment of birth. Uh, we tried to get what's called a, a motion to recommit. It's called an MTR to resolve that any any. A child that was born prematurely would have to be put into the hospital and admitted and treated as any human being. And that one got shut down as well. Um, I just, my heart breaks. I testified on the floor. I debated against that. Uh, And I just pray that that this bill does not go forward in the Senate. And I pray that the uh, Supreme Court does uh, uh, consider when on December 2nd, when they do consider the Roe versus Wade, that we make some headway. You know, Tom, what, what, whatever your position is pro life or pro choice, one of the things that has occurred since Roe versus Wade is 
science, we now know when a fetus can feel pain. We know when a fetus uh, has a heartbeat. So we know, I believe, uh, a life begins at conception, but many states have changed to where they allow, you know, last trimester or, you know, that they are trying to redefine when a fetus is a human being. And so this bill introduced the other side of the aisle attempts to say, well, you can abort at any time. It's, it's the mother's choice. And the Supreme Court is going, to deter, is going to hear arguments about when the fetus is actually alive in a human being. So, so I actually uh, that I actually pray that these things get resolved in a in a more uh, uh, in a better way. And so the uh, Supreme Court will uh, take this up again. You're saying in December. December 2nd, they're going to begin the oral arguments, and it'll probably take six months before anything is ruled upon. But the reason this bill was brought to the floor, debated, and uh, voted on last week is because the other side of the aisle, the Democrats, uh, wanted to have uh, the federal government control Washington, D.C., control the definition of life and when you can get an abortion. And, you know, just generally, Tom, this is this is a heartbreaking situation, but you know this is what's happening more and more. Where Washington D.C. is trying to control everything we do, whether it's voting, uh, COVID shots, uh, it's on and on and on. And we do a darn good job of taking care of ourselves here in the state of Indiana. I don't like Washington D.C. I didn't go out to help Washington D.C. to tell Indiana what to do. So uh, and you're saying that uh, it's it's more along the lines of uh, helping uh, Hoosiers and Indiana residents, uh, no matter where they they may fall in this particular issue. Well, let's let's let Indiana decide, not yeah. not uh, Washington D.C. and a bunch of bureaucrats. All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back with more with Congressman Greg Pence right after this on the Daily Pod. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pond. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence. And uh, another thing, of course, um, something that uh, you've been uh, speaking about is uh, inflation. And uh, you you took to the floor of the House last week. And uh, how did that go for you, sir? Well, I I don't have to tell your listeners about inflation. Uh, You know, we're all experienced the heck out of that. It's just it. I mean, everybody's rolling their eyes that uh, I know, uh, you know, we could just talk about some of the inflation that we're all experiencing personally recently, uh, whether it's groceries, gas, lumber. The lumber is always one that's talked about. But, you know, it's even more than that. Uh, It's every item is going up. And these these bills that we are considering – uh, this week, the human infrastructure, the continuing resolution, the infrastructure, hard infrastructure, these are only going to fuel and are fueling more and more dollars out uh, into the economy and forcing prices up more and more and more. Uh, 
you know, even here's here's a crazy one. TVs are up 13 percent. Beef and veal's up 12 percent. Steaks up 11 percent. We're talking food now. Pants and shirts are up six percent. And flood putting more money out into the economy where it isn't going to be used. You know, we still when we passed the first COVID bill, uh, uh, it, we still had a trillion dollars left at the at December of last year, and then we passed another one and put trillions of dollars out into the economy, and that's what is causing inflation. So being on the Energy and Commerce Committee, we have another hearing this week, and I'll talk about it again. I'm going to beat it like a drum. One of the things I said, Tom, was in the 80s, the late 70s and the 80s, we had something called stagflation, where wages stopped rising and prices of things kept going up, and we had interest rates in the – I had a mortgage on my house, first house after I got out of the Marine Corps, 14.5% interest rate. And I was happy to get that because it was a VA loan. That is where we're heading if we don't turn the corner on this. And so I'm, I'm going to keep banging the drum about inflation. You know, at the end of the day, whatever, whatever party you belong to, uh, whether you're a Republican, Independent, or Democrat – Inflation is bad for everybody, and inflation is hitting us here and all across the country. All right. And then with that, we'll shift to uh, a little more uh, happier topic. And, uh, in fact, our, our paths crossed a week ago uh, today at the uh, Honda plant in Greensburg, and uh, you know, they got some uh, big doings on there going on there at the uh, Honda plant nowadays. It was. It was a big deal, wasn't it, Tom? It, it was good great. To see you. Well, likewise, sir. Yeah, you know, I, I, as you know, I kind of I thanked the, all the Honda employees for showing up because now they're rolling off 300 brand new uh, Honda Civic hatchbacks, which are which are really cool cars. I'm telling you, these things, you, you know, uh, back my my parents had an extra car because there were six of us kids in the family, so we shared a little Honda Civic. And that was that really didn't have a lot of bells and whistles, but these new ones have bells and whistles on them, like you can't believe, you know that they'll darn near drive themselves. So, but but I thank the employees at at the plant for showing up for work because if they didn't, then then they wouldn't have been able to design, create, build, and now have that operation, which is great paying jobs right here in the Indiana Sixth District, right there in Greensburg. And there's quite a few a uh, few of the associates as they uh, call in there that were in attendance last week. Yeah, I think they had about 300 folks sitting out there. And as far as uh, people saying, uh, well, this is nice that they're rolling out these uh, new uh, Civic hatchbacks in the plant, but uh, what about all the parts and the chips and so forth? Uh, uh, have you heard anything as far as uh, whether they'll be able to keep all that in stock so that they can get these hatchbacks rolling off the assembly line and in the showrooms? I, I did, Tom. You know, I actually asked uh, the plant manager uh, about that, and he said, yeah, we um, we were able to, uh, because we are a Japanese firm located and building things in the United States, we were, be, were able to secure enough chips for our assembly line and get it run off. You know, that's the thing, Tom. You know, the, the thing you got to like about uh, uh, Honda and Toyota uh, they build here in America, and they sell here in America, uh, unlike some of these other um, 
manufacturers that have uh, uh, pushed everything offshore to China or uh, other countries. You know, I got to thank Honda for being here uh, in the state of Indiana and hiring people and, and building right here. But they said they they didn't weren't going to have a chip problem. Uh, they had secured enough. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty reassuring, especially hear all the uh, about all the shortages for uh, whatever it may be uh, through the uh, you know interruptions in the uh, supply chain and so forth. But uh, that's uh, that's really good news. It is, and and you know, I I think um, being located, I I want more manufacturing to come back to Indiana, come back to the United States, because I think this chip problem. Part of the problem is. Uh, uh, Employees in China, uh, shipping, supply disruption issues, containers getting stuck in Los Angeles and other ports across the country. So, um, if you build it here, then we'll have the we'll have the parts here. So, hopefully, more and more people are understanding that uh, in this new administration and get get a little more focused, like the previous administration was. Uh, that was one thing I loved about uh, the Trump-Pence administration. We were uh, bring manufacturing back to the United States. And as far as uh, the rest of this week, uh, Congressman Pence, uh, how what uh, was your schedule look like for the rest of uh, this week? In about an hour, Tom, I'm headed to Washington D.C. Hopefully, come back Friday night. Not real sure that's going to happen or not, but uh, get out there and. We're going to look at continued budget resolution. We're going to look at raising the debt ceiling. We're going to look at infrastructure, the two infrastructure bills. And so this is actually no week for me, Tom. Uh, you know, again, back to that inflation. We just can't keep pumping money and have an unlimited debt ceiling, which was uh, which passed last week uh, for uh, the for Washington D.C. to spend any way they see fit. So. Uh, it'll be a long week. Uh, fortunately, there won't be a lot of fighting on my side because I think we know that the Democrats are, have a lot of internal fighting, and I think that's good. There's some um, maybe more reasonable heads prevailing in there about uh, flooding the, our economy with funds and, and lighting inflation even higher. And anything else uh, before we uh, let, you, let you go this morning, Congressman, and uh, head back to D.C.? Well, thanks, Tom. Uh, if anybody needs any help, it's pence.house.gov. All right, pence.house.gov. Congressman Greg Pence, we appreciate your time as always this morning, and we will talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Tom. Have a great day. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.